<laughs> it's like, what the crap? What just happened? Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Scott has been doing tons of coaching calls here lately. I think people have more time. It's still winter. Everybody's, you know, looking at last year, looking ahead to 2022. So he's really amped up the coaching calls here lately with Academy members. And we've been getting a lot of good insight out of these calls. Because a lot of what we do as far as like going live and having social media posts and even these podcasts, a lot of that comes from these conversations with Academy members because we figure, hey, if this is what's on their minds, then it's probably on your guys' minds too. And so today is just kind of like a compilation, I guess, of things that have been coming up kind of like repeatedly, repeated topics that kind of keep coming up, like things that people are getting stuck on or are having a little bit of trouble with. Yeah, this one's more so towards your numbers side of things, because that's where people have been really diving into here lately. So we're going to gotta kind of go into some of the uh, common questions and, and common things that, are, that we're seeing come up about not sure. not understanding or not sure what things go where or whatever. So because yeah, if they're getting stuck, I bet others are too. So, yep. all right. You know, we also just so you know, we do have our still our 2022 planning guide. Oh, sure. Uh, available inside the milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash 2022 guide. Grab that download. It's going to help you look at your past as you can plan for your future. So you're going to look at what went well, what didn't go so well, and help make better decisions for the future. And it's that's a yes. great guide. to. And if you start. do download that guide, Scott has a series of YouTube videos that kind of go along with it. <laughs> so check YouTube where he'll kind of just take a little more deeper dive, a little more deeper. Is that a word? More deeper? Mm-hmm. A little deeper dive <laughs> <laughs> into each of the sections and just give you a little more information about it. Yep. So we'll get into that after a word from podcast sponsors. All right, so we are going to be talking about some of the common questions and and things we've been seeing from our Academy members in just regards to numbers and understanding your numbers. If you've been following the videos, the YouTube videos we've been talking about, we've really been diving into numbers and, you know, the different aspects that you need to know in order to price your work for next season. And this is something you need to do every single year. You're not just creating a budget once and then that's it. No, you have to do, you have to create a budget every every single year. year. And if you make any major changes to your business, I would update it then as well. Like yeah, if you absolutely. make any kind of major purchases or have yeah. done major hiring or anything different, then that's another time. Just oh, a yeah. little caveat. Yeah. Okay, so, but no, you, so we've been diving into equipment costing, figuring out, you know, the true labor costs and creating overhead budget. And those are like our main three things we've been going over. And so, like I said, I wanted to kind of go over and talk about some of the common issues and questions that we've been seeing brought up, because if they're having it, I'm sure you guys are having the same questions. So we'll first start off by looking at equipment costing. And this is something I see a lot of landscapers not doing. They're not charging for their equipment or not charging for all their equipment. Okay. Just because they haven't figured out how yet or just have overlooked it just because they're busy yeah, and didn't think or, about it. 
Well, I, I can say from my experience, I remember when I first started estimating, my dad would just say, add 200 bucks to it or add 2% to it. And oh, that sure. was it. And you're hoping you cover it, but that may not be enough or it may be too much and you're overcharging the customers. So one of the things we recommend doing is to figure out what it costs per hour for each piece of equipment. So you're figuring out, you know, what it costs, what you'd sell it for, inflation, because you need to figure out inflation because the way freaking truck prices are anymore, (laughs) it's crazy. Um, But you need to add all that in, plus maintenance, plus fuel. And one other thing I we've actually added to our calculator, equipment calculator inside the academy, is thinking about additional upfitting that you do. So like if you add toolboxes, lights, you know, gotta trick that truck out. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I get it. And this is something we didn't think about. Well, before, even but. like if you have it wrapped, or mm-hmm. uh, even if you just stickers. put the magnets or yeah. stickers on the side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a cost for that piece of equipment, so you need to figure all the stuff in there. And that's where like the academy that people are liking the spreadsheets we have because they just put a few bits of information and it spits out what you need to charge per hour for it. Oh yeah, we definitely provide the <laughs> the calculators for that because yeah. it's easier than you think if you yeah. just plug in these numbers. But yeah, we've been seeing where people are not, like I said, not charging enough for this. And one big surprise to people is when you actually go through and, and do these calculators and, and, you know, you start looking at total fuel costs for like a year, like, holy cow, well, yeah, it is. Up. <laughs> and if you're not charging enough, it's... Well, it comes out of your profits. It does. Well, like just to kind of give, I don't remember exact numbers, but I remember this, this one person I was talking to and, you know, the truck he purchased was... I don't remember exactly, you know, he bought it a couple of years ago, but it was like 10 grand. He puts, you know, a good chunk of money in there for upfitting and stuff, but it, it ended up costing him like $17,000 per year just to run it. He's like, you know, it doesn't seem right. You know, I pay only 10,000. Well, okay. But whatever he had in there for maintenance costs and the fuel costs, that's what it truly cost you. You sit down and you look at it and you start adding up. It's like, holy cow, you know, it's, I paid 10 grand for the truck. Well, so, you know, your maintenance go up a little bit more. So that's kind of the thing when you start looking at your equipment is like, well, is it worth buying a new one or is it worth keeping this old one? Right, that little balancing money? act. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where these sheets kind of come in handy. But it's one big thing is not really understanding your full cost of that piece of equipment. Right. The next thing we've been seeing and talking to people a lot about is labor cost and what truly goes into your cost of your employees. You know, it's definitely more than, you know, whatever your base pay is. So it's not the... 15, 18, 20, 25 bucks an hour, whatever you're paying your people, there's more to it. And it's obviously, you know, you have your FICA, your FUDA, SUDA, all those normal taxes that go into your you know, payroll and stuff. But you also have workman's comp. If you have any general liability insurance or even like an umbrella policy that kind of covers everything, those additional things need to be put in here. Mm-hmm. Then there's all their costs that go into it too. And that you have your pay time off. So if you give them any sick time, right. vacation time, that's a big chunk all of change. All goes in there as yeah. well. If you have clothing allowance or boot allowance, or, you know, you give, you know, you give your team shirts. That's part of the cost of having that employee. This can go either way. You know, you could put it either in your cost of your employees, or you could put it in your overhead. Either one can't be involved. Oh, for like uniforms and stuff like that. Yeah. That's an easy, yeah, that's one that can, as long as it's recovered somewhere. Some, yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter either way. But that's for like uniform. I'm trying to think yeah, what else besides like uniforms. And, and like safety glasses and all that stuff. Right. Some people want to see exactly what it's costing them for that employee. So you can put it in your, this calculator we have. Sure. But it's one of those, like if you calculate it out, like this is what it costs per employee, like when they're then losing and breaking everything, you can be like, well, okay, you probably don't mm-hmm. realize it, but this is what it's costing me to keep you on as an employee. Please stop losing and breaking. All Absolutely. And it's, <laughs> But it's those additional costs that people don't even think about. Yeah. The other thing we see is bonuses. And I have a different opinion on bonuses from what I used to. 
Because we would always give like a Christmas bonus every single year. Yes. Whether they deserved it or not. Or uh, it was just a blanket. Yeah. Like this yeah. is what you get every year. Yeah. So if it's something that you want, and here's my opinion on it. If, if you want to give whatever, we'll just say it's a, I don't know, thousand dollars or whatever it is, yeah. you want, whatever it is, you want to give that to your team member every year then put it in there. My thoughts on bonuses. It should be based on performance. You know, if they're coming under their budget hours continuously, then they earn it. That's neither here nor there, but it has to be If you're going to do it somewhere. that way, then you have to do some kind of performance reviews. Yes. Like, honestly, we never did anything like that yeah. at first. And yeah. so you couldn't really do any kind of <laughs> bonus based on yeah. performance because it was never reviewed or looked at. I, yeah. think, I think that's what, how that got started as yeah. just a like blanket, like here's a week's pay. Yeah. So if it's something you plan on doing, then that needs to be incorporated somewhere. So you're charging your customers for it. Otherwise, again, it comes out of your profit. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thoughts on it. But that's one of the questions I get all the time is, do I incorporate it here or do I not incorporate it? So right. if you're not ready to have those performance reviews set up and, and track your numbers and all this stuff, then maybe you're not ready for that. So And that's okay. Yeah, but just it has to be included somewhere. Yes. Once again, the, the whole point is always as long as you're recovering that somewhere other than it just coming straight out of your profits. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing when you're doing your employing costing, you need to be planning out this coming season. So you need to plan out if you think you're going to give any raises have that in there. Have that if you're going to hire on more team yes. members than you had last year, yeah. make sure you're putting enough people in your budget. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's another thing I see. Though they're putting in what they paid the person last year, but it may be way more than that. So, right. So just consider that. So the next thing we've been really diving into is creating an overhead budget. And I know people get scared by this, they're nervous about it, and they don't want to mess it up, which I understand. Budgeting is actually much easier when you actually start looking at it and diving into it and just understanding what goes in there. And that part, it can get confusing. I'm not understanding what exactly goes in there. So are there th- common things that people are mixing up and getting confused with? Well, one thing I see people not doing, and this is for those that are just kind of getting going, you know, they can't afford a shop. Newer or, landscapers. Yeah, you know, yeah. They can't afford a storage unit or whatever it is. They can't afford like a rent is at some point you need to be starting to put this rent, whether it's you're going to pay it yourself or just hold on to it. It's either here or there, but you need to start you know, charging your customers for rent because oh. if you want to move out of that okay. place, you have to be So charged. put rent into your budget regardless yeah. of whether or not you're paying it currently or not. Correct. Because if you put it into your budget, say you do not currently have a shop, you're just mm-hmm. working out of your house, but yep. you plan on having a shop in 2023, put that rent or whatever mortgage payment, whatever it would be, yeah. put that money aside now, charge for it this year, mm-hmm. and then you take that money and then you squirrel it away in a bank account. Yep. Set up a separate account, do something, do not touch it. Well, if you can afford that, then you know you're ready at some point to move on to move out. Yes. So, and if you start doing that and it's not working out, like, oh man, it's making my cost too high, or if it's messing you up in some way, then you know, okay, ooh, maybe I'm not ready Mm -hmm. to move out into my own shop or anything like that yet. Did I get that right? Absolutely. So, that's one common thing I do see. The other thing I see is, kind of goes back to equipment is not putting equipment in the right spot. I see people put all their equipment into their overhead. Now overhead, again, it goes back to it's your, you know, kind of behind the scene things that you can't necessarily bill a customer for. So you can't bill a customer for your rent. You can't bill your customer for your gas or electric bill for your shop. Right. You can't bill for those types of things. You had to be charging them for it, but you can't just give them, put it on a line item on your your invoice or estimate for this. Uh, right. So equipment is the same thing. We need to be charging our customers for this. And I see people are putting it in their overhead. The problem with putting your equipment in your overhead is kind of two things. 
what you're doing is if you do multiple different services in your business, say you do landscaping, you do lawn maintenance, and you snow plowing. What you're doing, if you have it all your equipment in your overhead, is you're charging your lawn maintenance people, your clients, for your landscape equipment. You're charging right. landscape clients for your lawn maintenance equipment and vice right. versa. That's one issue that I have with putting all your equipment in your overhead. The other issue is basically you're just creating a percentage for every single job for all your equipment. And what I mean by this, if you're using some kind of overhead recovery estimating system or whether you're dividing out your total hours by your overhead and coming up with like an additional cost to add to your cost to your employees, for example, you're just basically adding one single percentage for all your equipment. And what this will do is when you are doing your estimates and say you have a heavy equipment job, you just pretty much just using a piece of machinery and one labor or a couple pieces of machinery and one labor. Well, you might be undercharging for that equipment because you're not charging enough. But then, then you have another job that you're doing that's heavy labor and no equipment, then you're charging a customer for a piece of equipment that's not really being used on that job. Yes, so, because if you do put it into your overhead and just assign some kind of percentage to it, then that's a percentage that you would attach to your every man single, hours, your yeah, labor hours. Yeah. And that's how it gets wonky. It's because yeah. some jobs have more labor than others and some have mm -hmm. less. And so that's kind of what throws it off. So that's why in the academy, we have separate spreadsheets that help you calculate out equipment costs mm -hmm. for every single piece of equipment. That way you're only charging for what you're using. Exactly. And if and you're not using a payloader on this job, then you don't charge for the payloader. Yeah, yeah. If you're just using, you know, two lawnmowers and a backpack blower, then that's what you charge for. Yeah. And basically I, I, Tell people, think of it like if you're renting a piece of equipment, every single piece of equipment, yeah. you're going to charge your customers for that because you don't want to eat that cost. Same thing for the equipment that you're buying or leasing or whatever it is. Yes. So you need to be charging each piece of equipment. So it needs Can to be basically in a cost. Cheat? Well, if you don't calculate all of your equipment costs out, one little cheat that I know people use is you can just look to see what the cost of renting that piece of equipment would be. Like if you literally just don't yeah. have time to calculate it out and you don't know what to charge for it and you're in a pinch, you can look like, mm -hmm. oh, it costs X amount to rent a skid steer. So I, that's just what I'm going to charge for mine. That's just like a little, I don't recommend doing this all the well, time, but it's a little get around for the moment. It is. And it, well, and if you are renting that equipment, that's what you need to be charging. Yes. The thing is, I guess if you're looking at doing it that way, you also need to consider that that rental company is adding their overhead to it. They're adding their yes. profit to it. So this it's higher just than, like a little sneaky cheat. Is. Like it if is. you just need to get something done real quick and absolutely and have not yet calculated all of your equipment costs for yeah. everything out. I don't recommend doing it all the time, yeah. but it can get you done in a pinch. Absolutely. But that's one thing is that with the equipment should not be in your overhead cost. It could be in your cost of goods. If you're looking at it, you know, your overhead budget spreadsheet, but you need to be treating it as labor basically. But that's one thing confusion I see people doing is in their budget is putting all their equipment into their overhead and it should not be there. The other thing I see is people, when they're figuring out what needs to go in their budget. So let's just take a computer, for example. You plan on buying a computer. You're more likely going to have that computer for at least a couple of years, three, five, seven years, whatever it is. Should we tell people that we have a 12-year-old Mac? Hey, it's still, it's still going. It's I'm just saying. Going, yes. Sorry, I just like to insert that in there. Because <laughs> like now at this point, I don't, I can't get a new computer. Like I am going to use it until it dies. <laughs> until you can't use it anymore. I think it's 12 think now. So. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, I digress. Most people don't keep their computers for 12 years. Say you plan to keep in the computer for five years, whatever it is. So you can take that computer price, we'll just say it's $2,000, divide it by five years and put that portion in each year for your budget. Don't charge for it all yeah. up front. Like yeah. if say you bought a new computer for 2022, don't put like a couple thousand dollars in for 2022. Mm -hmm. Spread that out over a couple of years. Yep. If it was a $3,000 computer and you're going to use it for three years, $1,000 this year, 1000 for 2023, yep. 1000 for 2024. 
Yep. And then if you do keep it longer, keep some amount of money in your budget for a computer because you will have to purchase one again mm-hmm. eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like even though ours is 12, my, well, it's my computer. It's the one I use. <laughs> Scott has I a nice a new, new one. one. He's got a nice new fancy one. But I know <laughs> that we're going to have to buy a new one mm-hmm. eventually. And so we do, you know, we keep that in mind when we have our budget for, yep. for a million dollar academy and for a million dollar landscaper. We know it's going to kick it eventually. At some point. I know, but now, like I said, now it's a challenge. <laughs> and so going from the computer is also something that you need to look at for yourself as the owner. You want to get paid. Obviously, you should be getting paid for yourself for being the owner and taking all the oh, responsibility. Oh, yes, you own this business. You must pay yourself. That's but one thing. You, this for fun. <laughs> one thing you need to look at, though, is if part of your salary is going to be in overhead or part of it's going to be in consider the field labor. And what you need to do is kind of look at your position and take a look at it. And do you do some work in the field and some work doing admin? So if you're doing some sales and, and you know, the invoicing and, and answer the phone, all those types of things, that's what I consider the admin side. So if you are the owner and you only have you know, yourself and a couple of people and you're working out in the field 50% of the time, the other 50% of the time you're doing sales and admin type of stuff, then you would take your salary. I know most salary. people probably just laughed at you. Well, they're like might, 50, yeah, it's 50, probably 75, 25 or something 90, like that. 10. Yeah, yeah. So whatever it is, but <laughs> just think of it in a percentage and then say you want to make $50,000 $50, this year. You want to make $50,000 as the owner and you work 50% of the field, so $25,000 in the field labor. $25,000 in your admin of your overhead. Yes. In your overhead budget. So you just need to look at a percentage and figure yeah. that out that way. Because if you put it all into overhead, then that might make your overhead really high. Mm-hmm. If you are indeed working out in the field, because if when you're in the field and charging field labor rates for it, then the job is paying for it. So yeah. just that can throw your overhead off if you're small and you try to chunk that all into oh, your yeah. overhead. Well, and that's you, and a, you don't want to do that. You don't want to screw yourself up. And this is a nice thing when you're doing these overhead budgets you can put these numbers in these calculators and it tells you like, it shows you what your net profit's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, also what your gross profit is. And you can start seeing all this stuff and we can start playing the numbers and just shuffling around and seeing, oh mm-hmm. wow, this makes a big difference here. Well, we have a calculator in there as well that shows you when you'll break even for the year. Yep. And so once again, if you kind of do this wrong, if you put it all in your overhead and it's like, okay, I, I break even on December 30th, <laughs> it's like, what the crap? What just happened? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, maybe let me look through this. And you're like, oh, wait, I put all mm-hmm. of it in the wrong place. And then you can adjust it. And then yeah. it might make a difference. Oh, yeah. And like Scott said, sometimes your overhead budget can get a little out of hand. And having these systems in place with our break-even date and all that to help you kind of check yourself, you can keep your overhead in check to make sure you're not getting you know, too big for your britches too quick. Yeah. kind of goes back to getting a shop and everything. It's like, yeah. oh, can I afford to do this? Well, put it in your overhead and see what happens. And if it puts yeah. you in the red, then you cannot. So yeah. same for, oh, can I afford to hire somebody to work in the office part-time? Put it in your overhead and see what happens. And, and inside the academy, we have like the overhead budget has like a whole list of things that should be incorporated because I see mm-hmm. people just not sure what to put in their overhead. Mm-hmm. And so we have a whole list inside there. Oh, right, of common through. things that go in there. Yeah. yeah. It gets you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, most, because yeah. that should cover like most everybody. Yeah. Just understanding what needs to go in there is one of the biggest things. And I get it when you're first starting. And I mean, we had the same issue. We start started doing this. Once we, again, there's no reason why you would know this. Nobody no. tells you this. If you are not a business owner, you do not know about overhead. Yeah. So if you're new, especially, yes. Don't beat yourself up. There's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. It's never too late to learn it. <laughs> well, that's what's nice. You know, with the, these people that have been having the coaching calls with me, they've been creating the budgets. They're doing a great job at it. I just kind of review it and, okay, let's, well, maybe this should be here. Why is this here? I start mm-hmm. asking some questions. 
I've also been talking when I've been talking to them, if they're just getting started creating their overhead budget and they're not sure how to do it, you know, we review their past P&Ls. I've been seeing a lot of issues with, this is something I wasn't even planning on talking about, but I've been seeing a lot of issues with their past P&Ls not being correct, just because things aren't categorized correctly, or their CPA that they're using is not doing a very good job. Like they're just kind of lumping all things together and it's well, that's not right. Well, and uh, the same type of thing popped into my mind because uh, you'll hear Cycle CPA, they sponsor this podcast. Well, we have people that have worked with us, gone through coaching with us, that, and they use Cycle CPA. Mm-hmm. And so Carla and the folks there, they're like, the people that come from the Million Dollar Academy, they're like, their numbers are on. Yeah. They've got it. Like, yeah. And so that's one of the reasons that we like to work with Cycle CPA is because they, Carla and everybody there understands landscaping. Mm-hmm. They understand landscapers. And so- we work with them. Well, this was even before we worked with them. We yeah. had everybody set up how landscapers need to be set yeah. up. And that's why when Carla saw people, you know, coming from our academy and was like, oh, wow, you know, yeah. their books are on, their books are right. And that's kind of how we kind of got hooked up with them is because we all just want to see landscapers doing well. Yeah. We want you to make the money and do things right. We had the experience of having a horrible accountant. <laughs> and so we know how important that is. Yeah. So this, yeah, turned into a, just another plug for cycle CPA, but, well, but, but it all ties together and it's all and, so important. And it's so important to have a good CPA and be able to ask them questions. If you're not understanding what it is or what that line item mm-hmm. is, like I've had to actually have some of the academy members, okay, you need to go back, talk to your accountant and find out what this line item is because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Where right. it's, and they're just kind of lumping things in. And then like one was just their CPA or whoever didn't I don't know whoever did it. I don't know if it was their bookkeeper or their CPA did it, but things weren't in the right category. So they had to go back and change some things. But all this is necessary to be able to create this budget. So the last thing I guess we'll go over with the budget itself is you need to monitor it during the whole season mm-hmm. and make sure you're not going over. And oh, what your I mean, overhead budget? Yes. Yeah. So your overhead budget, you need to go through it during the season. And I would recommend doing it at least monthly, if not more, but the very least do it monthly and just make sure you're not going over because if you're using any of the overhead recovery estimating system, it's based on that budget because it uses the numbers. It creates a percentage that you're charging for. We're not going to get into it today, but it basically creates a percentage that you're charging your customers for every single job for all that overhead. Mm-hmm. And if you're not monitoring that and just say, for example, you have whatever $5,000 budgeted for your advertising and then you start to decide, well, I'm going to, you know, I need to get more work. I'm going to, do some EDDM marketing, whatever it is, and I'm going to be charged another couple thousand dollars. Well, that's putting you over their budget. So now you need to make adjustment in your budget. So you're charging your customers more. There's a whole cycle about it, but you have to be monitoring it during the whole season. And that's where it's nice having your books kept up properly, where you can just pull up your budget that you created, look at your P&L and make sure they match up. We can get into all that stuff. It, it I know. Crazy. Everybody's it's, eyes just started to I glaze it's, over. They're like, oh, this is all that horrible stuff that yes, I don't do. because." It but it's all the stuff that you, even if you're not doing it now, just get started. You Absolutely. Know? Like we say, just do it dirty. Yeah. Just get started. It doesn't have to be perfect right away. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time you do it. But the more you start taking action and doing it and getting better at it, eventually, I promise, it becomes mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, absolutely. And it took us a couple of years to kind of get it and understand oh, it. Oh, yeah. So don't feel bad if you reach out to me and you need help with it. But that's what we're, I mean, I'm a dork. I like looking at these things and yeah, figuring out. Huge so. nerd right here. Huge <laughs> nerd. So. But if you need help with understanding your numbers, not sure what's supposed to be in these budgets, you know, your equipment costing or any of this stuff, 
We have well, the calculators inside the Academy to help you figure it out. Yeah, I was going to say, check out the Academy because we have two different options available. We've got a group coaching kind of option available. Mm-hmm. That one is uh, you have access to the courses and then Scott does monthly live Q&A sessions. I consider that kind of like group coaching because mm-hmm. he'll get in there and answer any questions you have. If you need a little more help than that, then we also have um, an option available that comes with a monthly one-on-one session with Scott. And that's where you can really kind of get into the meat and potatoes and dig down into this stuff if you do need that extra help. So yeah. we'd like to have both options available. That way everybody can get it figured out. We don't want any broke landscapers because yeah. that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we've got the two different options out there, um, just so everybody can get the help that they need. Yep. And then if you need a little guidance and help with planning out your season, go grab our free download. It's, oh, yeah. Go to the Millionaire Academy. It's at the bottom. You can click on it. We'll put links in the, in the show notes here too, but it's it's a good guide to help you plan and look at what went right last year, what didn't go so right, and helps you plan out the future. So. Absolutely. All right, All right you got ready? questions for me? Yep. All right. Have you ever had that can't be happening moment? And what was it? Um. Oh, well, yeah, it's terrible. Are you trying to make me cry on the podcast? Oh, boy. Uh, well, our son got very sick. I don't want to talk about it. It's going to make okay. me cry on the podcast. He's so rude. <laughs> we had to have our son chopper down to a hospital downstate. <laughs> God, rude. That guy's trying to make me cry. So everything is fine now. It was yeah. years ago. He is 13 years ago. He is 16. He is fine. As you can see, I'm getting a little bit clamped because I'm his mother and it was terrible. No mom should ever see their kid choppered away. Yeah. God, don't ever ask me questions like that again. <laughs> All right. <gasps> if you could marry a fictional character, who would it be? God, Captain America, obviously. <laughs> Why is that? Have you seen him? Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that too quick? Did <laughs> wow. I answer that too fast? Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, Chris Evans. Just good to look at. I'm just saying. Okay. And he's a badass. All right. Here's a silly okay. question for you. Yes. That, thank you. Lighten the mood. <laughs> How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <laughs> presume I would presume a lot, but I think it would depend on the kind of chickens. Well, because we had chickens. We did. And some are a little more foul-tempered than others, like silkies. Foul-tempered. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I made a joke and I didn't even know it. Uh, like silkies or like the kittens of the chicken world, I think it would take a long time because I don't mm. think they would peck at it. And I think elephants would probably have really thick skin. But we had a Rhode Island Red. Okay, little story. <laughs> we um, like ordered the chicks or whatever, and they were supposed to all be females. And so we named one Peggy. Well, and we had Lenore too, Peggy and Lenore. One was a Rhode Island Red and the other one was a Wyandotte. Anyway, moral of the story is they were not. They were roosters <laughs> and they were so mean. Like They would so, chase you around. They would chase us around. They would peck the kids. They would peck me. They were, Peggy and Lenore eventually had to turn into chicken and noodles. But anyway, <laughs> so I think if it was like the Rhode Island Red or the Wyandotte roosters, it maybe wouldn't take quite as long because they were, they were so mean, so pecky. So. Gotcha. I, I don't have a clear answer. I think it would depend on the chicken. I still, it'd be a lot. I still think it would take a lot. Like, yeah. I'm just picturing elephants having pretty thick skin. I would imagine. So. All right. I don't All, right. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Hope you have a great one. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 